0: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Hi, guys. Oh, yeah. I think you're waiting for me to say something else. Why should I go on? Have you subscribed? Have you rated us? Well, I guess you're doing so now, so I guess it's time for me to continue. Welcome to your favorite podcast, being number one, Tana Toxica Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Tana Toxica Podcast. I am Latana Oroche, and today, of course, I'll be discussing Juventus Inter Milan. And the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Leicester City. I would really love to start with the FA Cup final but I think it's only right to start from the Serie A, where two of Italy's biggest clubs went head-to-head in a must-win clash for Juventus. As you may all know Inter Milan have clinched the Serie A title weeks ago or probably just about a week ago. Uh, I've lost my bearings here but yeah the Serie A is done, it's in the bag for Antonio Conte and his men. But Juventus face a huge risk of getting eliminated from next season's Champions League. So they had to win this one, and they did. If you don't know the score, it was 3-2. Now going into this game, I didn't expect Juventus to win, reason being that Juventus have been poor all season. Um, It's not like their opponents have always been fantastic. I've, I've watched a couple games where the opponents do a lot that is right But coupled with the fact that Juventus are so poor So sloppy Over the course of 90 minutes Like even the games they've won this season Like, <laughs> like how did they even win it Like I'm not talking about on paper Of course on paper they, they are not the best side Like there's been a lot that has gone wrong In terms of the way they've recruited and built the squad But even on paper they are They are too poor for the quality they actually possess And uh, I can count the number of uh, good performances that Juventus have put in all season and I don't think it's up to like six or five. It isn't actually. So I didn't expect anything out of this game but then Inter Milan, like I think it's only natural when you have nothing to play for. Sometimes you just don't turn it on and I'm not trying to say they intentionally did anything because like if, I'm sure if they had an option they would intentionally love to to kick Juventus out of the race of the of the, of the the Champions League. But it just wasn't there for them to the end. It's not as if Juventus were brilliant as well. But they, they showed determination. They showed that drive that has been missing for most of the season. I must say, last season under Sarri, and even Allegri's last season. There was something that was noticeable. And that was like Juventus were on the decline. Juventus' performances this season have been particularly worse. But... It doesn't come as a surprise If you've been following them Especially in recent seasons There's been a decline there But one thing that was never missing From Allegri's side Especially even when like, It started looking like it started looking a bit poor you know, Not good enough And this was The fact that they always Fought on the pitch They always fought And even like over the past 10 years When Juventus have won 9 Serie A titles It's clear. It's clear. Like, yes, they had better players in certain years. They had the best squad in the league. But one thing they were always number one in was that attitude. They were always going to the pitch to fight. They were always fighting. They were all fighters. And when you couple talent with that attitude, it's hard to get knocked off. Like, a lot of the time, Juventus are not even on their best game. But they're going to win because they're going to fight. Likes of Kidi, Yama, 3 These guys, these guys are giving you nothing. They are running offensively and defensively all game just to stand a chance. And I have to say, even when they, they didn't particularly play well, the, the football gods always rewarded their efforts, to be honest. But this season, we've just seen very poor performances, but we've also seen a highly lackadaisical attitude, very sloppy attitude, very laid-back attitude on the pitch. That is just not going to cut it. That's just not going to cut it. So, like, I just have to tell you about how this game was. Um, no team was brilliant. I wouldn't say Juventus put in a brilliant performance, no. Uh, the first goal was uh, was was a rebound from a penalty which Cristiano Ronaldo missed. He also scored the rebound. Was was it a penalty? Like, to be honest with you, Chiellini was stripped in the box. And, yeah, but, like, In football nowadays, it's hard to know because of the lack of consistency, you know. It's hard to know because of the lack of consistency. This is something that that we see a million times. Like, it's not only in the Serie A, I mean, like, all the leagues in the world. And, like, the set-piece coming in and then, like, there's there's a runner running to the back post and then there's, like, a tangle between the runner and um, an opposition defender and both of them fall or something like that. And it's just always ignored. And, to be honest, I've been of the opinion that it shouldn't it shouldn't be ignored. So, like, I think I'm happy here that it's given. But, like, at some point, you just have to think. Uh, so, what about the other ones? Like, so what is the rule concerning this as regards this, rather? But, yeah, it was given Cristiano Ronaldo. Missed his penalty. It was saved by Andanovic. But he put in the rebound. Lukaku equalized. Close to half time. From a penalty as well. Delict clipped. Lautaro Martinez in the hill. And, um, yeah. penalty was given. Of course, like, as I said, VAR, of course, always there to enhance things. Uh, it was an honest mistake. Uh, Lautaro was in front of the league. The league wasn't trying to make a tackle, actually. <laughs> he was just moving. He wasn't trying to make a tackle. And Lautaro kind of, like, a bit slipped a bit. So his foot went backwards. Then the clipped it. And, uh, like, 500 million seconds later, Lautaro screamed
0: ah!
1: I went to ground And Penalty was given, Which Lukaku Calmly Slotted home 1-1 But like A big surprise happened Next Quadrado scored from outside the box To give Juventus the lead on the stroke of half time Like I think this was an Extremely brilliant moment For any team to score in football Like Especially when the game is level And then you just Boom At this time It's It's really fantastic It's really fantastic And Juventus had that lead And then they went in and came out and or well, inter equalized after like a lot of the time. But like let's let's after a lot of playtime. Inter equalized after after a while. A Kialini on goal Chiellini and Lukaku were in this in this tangled scrub situation. Like I feel like this is the, this is the hundredth time or two hundredth time I've talked about Kelly getting in a tangled situation with someone. Well, it's just kelini you know. But it was it was given as a go. Um Juventus appealed for a foul and stuff like that. But on, after reveal, after it was revealed, sorry, uh, Kalini even got carded and it was given as an inter goal. Now, I mustn't forget to say that Rodrigo Bentancur was sent off and I think this was rather harsh. The The card was rather harsh, you know. It was it was a pretty soft one. And Juventus had to play most of the second half with 10 men. And that prompted apparently to take off Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and I I I love the reaction from from Ronaldo it shows like he can see the bigger picture a lot of the time we like superstars just get caught up in like I'm a superstar I should start I should play every single second I should do this I should get these things and then like once the coach doesn't do this then egos get in the way and they take offence Meanwhile, they forget that this is actually a team. And no matter who you are, even if you're Leo Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Maradona, you're a part of that team. And once you forget that you're a part of the team, then there's a problem. Once you forget that you can sit on the bench, you can play, it depends on the coach. There's a problem in attitude. So big ups to Cristiano for understanding that he might actually be a liability here. Maybe, according to your coach. Your coach might be wrong. We are human beings, we are all right and wrong. As an analyst, as a coach, as a footballer, we've all been wrong and right a hundred times. But the the way he took it was commendable. And to be honest, Inter just didn't do enough to win the game. And luckily for Juventus, actually, on the other end, after Lukaku, after um, the own goal was given, I mean, after the tango between Lukaku and Kialini, just almost like not too long after, like on the other end, again, Cuadrado won a penalty and started it home 3-2. Now, what does this mean in the in the title race? It still isn't in Juventus' hand. It's it's not in their hands actually. Uh, that that ship has sailed, but they just have to be hoping Fiorentina can pull off some magic against Napoli. First of all, I don't see this happening. I think it's a little too late for Juventus to to qualify for the Champions League. If you ask me, I think they're going to the Europa League. And people always ask me this a lot. Say, what do you think is going to happen to Ronaldo? <laughs> I have no clue. I have absolutely no clue because I never thought of the day that Ronaldo I never thought there would be a day where I'll be thinking like Ronaldo in the Europa League, I'll be thinking of this. I never I never saw this coming. So it's something that I've I've not even given thought to and even like even even now I'm trying to give thought to it. It's hard to it's hard to imagine, it's hard to know what will happen to be honest. But let's see, I know right now, I know for sure right now, Ronaldo and the whole team is just trying their best to actually win all their games. So that the situation will never even come about. And they'll just say, okay, this was one season to forget, one hell of a season to forget. But whew, at least we made it over the line. Simple. So let's wait and see, If you're, as I said, Fiorentina, take on Napoli today in Florence, And let's just see where it goes from there as well. Let's see also what happens with milan but i just fully think these teams milan and napoli will win their games let's not also forget Atalanta have now mathematically qualified for next season's champions league the second team to do so in italy after champions inter milan so this is certain hundred percent Atalanta will be the champions league stages next season so it's just two spots up for grabs similar to the premier league as well where we are going Briefly, just to discuss what happened in midweek between Liverpool and Manchester United. Sorry, Manchester United and Liverpool. Got that mixed up. Manchester United was at home. It was at Old Trafford. So, moving on. Liverpool deserved the win. Uh, they started very nervy, very bad, actually. And it actually looked like, okay, this might be a route for Manchester United. You know, Liverpool, apart from the way they've played uh, recently, the, the biggest part that has been missing is their mental focus all the missing of chances and defensive lapses or mistakes it's all down to mental focus and confidence and this is uh, this is it, it can be categorized under like an um, an attitude problem rather than um it's also a footballing problem but you understand what I'm saying like it's not about like how you create or how you it's it's just about that focus that confidence like it's a mental stuff it's in the head. And we've seen Liverpool like against Newcastle, against Leeds, they create chances. They just don't finish it off for some reason, missing all sorts of chances. They're maybe going, I'm going behind, or like making just a stupid error. One player, it might be Alisson, it might be, it might be Rhys Williams, it might be not Phillips, it might be anybody. And it started that way. To be honest, Bruno Fernandez, um, I find it hard to say Bruno Fernandez scored, but like as at the last time I checked. It was the goal was officially given to Fernandez because to be honest, it looked like it might just have been curving into that um the bottom corner, but it was a Phillips own goal kind of thing, but like whoever it, I don't care. Manchester United goal. But Liverpool equalized. Yes, they did equalize Jogo Jota. Great hustle by Phillips and Jota looked it back and then, and from this point actually Liverpool had to win this game because they played like they had to. For Manchester United once my as I said. This is another case of a team that has nothing to play for. They will be in the Champions League group stage. 100% they will be. Because Liverpool currently sit 5th and Liverpool's uh, Liverpool can't get past 69 points. Manchester United has 70 points. So Manchester United are in the Champions League group stage. are. Yeah, congratulations to them. So, moving on. Salah scored, Firmino scored 2 goals. Um, but the, I think the most crucial part of this victory was the timing of Firmino's goals. Firmino scored on the stroke just before half-time. Gave Liverpool the lead. And then, coming out in the second half, he scored again like 47 minutes. So, like, this created the separation. Uh, Liverpool now had, like, two good chances from Rijotan. Who did the second chance fall? So, I can't quite remember properly. But they were both meant to have ended in the back of the net. And you just kind of felt like, if, if Liverpool went 4-1 up here, then this is game over. Absolutely game over. But they didn't. They, they didn't. They didn't take the chance and then... Manchester United threw Marcus Rashford, scored a second and then, this was some of the most nervous minutes of my existence oh my goodness, I was so scared Manchester United, are you guys going to equalise? and, like, as a Liverpool fan right now I don't really have a lot of expectations, I don't have a lot of hope because I did have for long, but then I just had to do this for my, for my stability knowing that these guys are just, come on like, no matter how they play they're just not going to do what it requires to get a winning football. Be that they didn't create chances. Or like they created a million chances. But then just didn't score for some reason. They just are not going to do what it takes to win. Simple. So I just kind of like forgotten about the Champions League. But I can't just deny the fact that if Liverpool actually won here. Then Chelsea and Leicester still have themselves to play. Like come on. This is like I, I don't know. Like Liverpool is not in their hands. I agree. But they have a big chance here. And knowing that Manchester United just score an equalizer, it is gone. But luckily for us, Mo Salah on the breakaway, <laughs> he scored. Why am I laughing? If you didn't see the goal, you need to see it. This is some of the worst goalkeeping positions I've ever seen. Like, either way, Salah will probably still have scored, to be honest. Like, he had yards he he had to shift into wherever he wanted to be and put it in the, in the, in whatever corner he wanted to put it in. But, but, come on, then Henderson. <laughs> His positioning on that goal was ridiculous. It was like, so lies the left footer. You can't just lift you can't just leave your right side open for him to just do what he likes. It was extremely comical. I can't lie. And yes, four to Liverpool won that one at Old Trafford very well deserved. For Manchester United, little to no repercussion actually, little to none. Maybe I don't know what their fans are thinking if this has anything to do with like maybe how it will be in the Europa League final. I don't think so, but I don't know if any fan is thinking that. I'm just saying. But um, as far as I know like I think there's no re- there was no repercussions for losing this, this game It was a nothing game for them But an everything game for Liverpool Okay, I think probably the only repercussions are That of course Manchester United fans Do not want to see Liverpool in the Champions League next season uh, So yeah uh, yeah, Certainly they didn't like that But like, for them personally It didn't mean much Now to the FA Cup final mm. Leicester City I just want to talk about something briefly I love what's happening at that club like they they did it gently, they did it slowly. Winning the Premier League, they deserved the season totally. They absolutely deserved the season, but I, I would love to call it a fluke. N- not because, like, of course, I know the meaning of a fluke, and we all know the meaning of the fluke. Like, if you look at the bigger picture, fluke is that like kind of something that you can't do again. But I'm not trying to say they didn't deserve it that season. That's season, they deserved They were the best team in the Premier League. Like I, you know, They were the best. They beat, they beat Liverpool. They beat Man City. They beat everyone apart from Arsenal. Like They were the best team in the Premier League. There's no arguing that. And they 100% deserved it. So like, don't get me wrong. I'm still trying to pick up my best words here and see how the best way I can explain this. But like, it's a fluke because it came out of nowhere. It's not like there was a process. Let me just give you an example. If you look at Liverpool, since Klopp came in, every season they kept on getting better. better. Like It kept us in the progression to getting second. With uh, To finishing second with 97 points Then the next season Going on to now win the Premier League You understand Like You can't The the progression was clear Like you could see Okay They're getting closer They're getting closer They're getting closer They're getting closer But with Leicester It wasn't like 100% Like going into the season For example That particular season There was no problem They just finished escaping relegation The season before So of course Like The Premier League was Was far From whatever they could imagine and then they came in, they're winning games, they're winning games, winning games, winning games. And once you start winning games at the highest level, what happens is it build your confidence. Every, you see the goals, Jamie Vardy scoring, three, admirers, everyone is just so high in the confidence. And it, they just kept going, kept going, kept believing. And credit to Claudio Ranieri too as well. Like his system was good. They played well, they created chances, they scored goals, they defended real. Their defensive record was good. Offensively, they always did enough to score and win games. So it was fantastic as I've said so many times now I feel. But it wasn't meant to happen in terms of like the progression or like the aims for the season. And after it happened, no one expected them to remain at that level. So in that sense, that's what I mean by fluke. Like it's not something that, it was just out of the blue and it happened. Totally deserved though in that season. But I love the fact that after we did the Premier League, they didn't feel any pressure to feel like we belong here, we belong here. They've just constantly kept on getting better, better. Like last season, okay, they finished in Europa League sports. This isn't... They're still in the Champions League um, race as well. They might they might go to the Champions League just like last season as well. They were third for most of the season or a lot of the season alternating between third and fourth with Chelsea. But at the end of the season, they ended up, up bottling it and Manchester United came in and finished fourth and Leicester the out. They went to the Europa League. Europa League again will be massive success for them. Like... Two, back to let's, let's let's forget about the fact that okay we've we've seen Leicester. Let's forget about the fact that we've seen Leicester like in the Champions League sports for like most of the season and if they finish out of it it's going to be particularly disappointing for a lot of people we are gonna feel like oh Leicester, Brendan Rogers, Butlers, or whatever you want to call them. I can understand the frustration. But at the same time, Europa League finish is fantastic for Leicester City when there are clubs like Arsenal, Tottenham, who are bigger clubs. So, like, you know, the the English media, the top six, this is like something that has been used a lot in the last four or five years. The top six, which includes Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United. The top six. Top six. Interesting. But in this period, like in the last five years, we've seen Liverpool finish out of the top six. We've seen Arsenal finish out of the top six. This season will make it like twice in a row, though. Yeah. We've seen Tottenham finish out of the top six. So, what's happening? We've seen Chelsea finish out of the top six. Yeah, so like I tend to wonder at this whole top six thing. However, this is not the point. But Leicester City breaking in now. And next is coming into next. And I think every 100% expect them to finish in top six. And I think this is progression. This is what is called progression as a club. I think they are now slowly establishing themselves as a team that finishes in top six in the Premier League. Irrespective of if people want to classify them as being amongst the top six in quotes or not. But going down to this game is a game that Chelsea Chelsea held their own. They created more. <sighs> I would not say Chelsea were unlucky. It's one of these games where it's one of these games where, like, yes, they were unlucky. Actually, I can say it. yes, they were unlucky. It's one of these games where, if things went their way, this exact same performance, they could have come out with this game from this game with a win, hundred percent, no doubt about that. But also, as things didn't go their way, you tend to you tend to feel like ultimately. They didn't do enough for me to say, okay, they 100% deserved it. There's a lot going on. It's a lot of talk. Of course, the VAD drama. And of course, Damien I mean, Abraham not even being in the match squad. I'm a guy who loves to respect coaches' decisions because I feel like. Because I've been wrong a lot of the times. Just like the coaches, too, I've been wrong a lot of the times. But the fact that I'm, I'm, I've been wrong a lot of the times, I just. Before I criticize, I love to see how it works out. Because sometimes someone does something and you're like, oh, this guy is crazy for doing this thing. And then at the end of the day he's right and all you have to do is just a smile because you know you were so wrong you couldn't be more wrong so like the Tammy Abraham situation I don't understand it but Tammy Abraham's scores goals and uh, I have to say it's disrespectful like unless something happened behind closed doors I don't get it it's as simple as that unless something happened behind closed doors I just don't get it him not even making the match this quad it's unfathomable in my opinion but moving on from there Leicester City got an absolute body to win this game, Yuri Chilemans. What a goal. Now, like I've seen this goal, like I've watched it like I've watched it back so many times and thinking about Kepa in this situation. Anyone who blames him, I don't know what to say to you. For real. It's not his fault. Although, like the reputation with Kepa, you know, like Kepa considers a lot of goals from outside the box, like just too many. He's considered just so many of them since coming to Chelsea. And I have to tell you one reason why. He's his, how do I call this? His, his first leap, going for the dive. I feel like the ball was very well struck. And if at all Keppa saved that, it's having a, it a fantastic save. Okay, he like not saving it doesn't mean, oh Kepa error, Keppa at fault. No, far from that. But if he, if he saved it, it's having a fantastic save. But you not tend to wonder well how come Kepa never stops them screamers how come not even for once he does this is this is this is the world's most expensive goalkeeper how come how come I don't know how come to be honest I feel like Kepa's like the way Kepa like sprung to go for the dive wasn't like it was too low basically it was too low but as I said like come on it was a very it was a very very good goal and no need to always analyze but it been... but the fact that it was Kepa in, the, in goal rather. Of course, people are always going to talk and like, look for something there. But like, even if there was anything at all that was there, it's just that like maybe he just didn't spring up well enough. But like, it was a good strike, to be honest. Well, maybe if he sprung a little bit better, then yeah, he could have saved that. But this is just us picking and, and holding on to, on to the instruals here, you know? Like, there was nothing really fantastic strike. Now, the main talking point of the night. Benjiwo equalized and it was rolled out. Ah, goodness me. Like, at this point in time, when you see like three points in the Premier League being taken away, one point being taken away by five decisions, and you ask yourself, like, you, you complain every week, this today might be Liverpool fans, tomorrow might be Manchester United fans, Manchester City fans, Chelsea fans, everyone complaining about this. When it goes against you, though. <laughs> now in the FA Cup final. I feel like anything there is to say has already been said. That's really what said Like Goodness me Like they're using Steel image technology And drawing thin lines In a second There's about 24 frames You pick a certain frame And you draw steel lines From an angle From an angle From an angle Like One thing I know here is First of all, what they're doing and how they're doing it is far from accurate. That's the first thing. You're drawing from an angle. You're using a 2D image, a 2D still image from an angled position to determine whether a player is offside or not. And bots or whatever I can use here, the players might just not be offside. Have you actually thought about it? Well, I have. But the fact that it's so close... Let's not forget that football had been going on for hundreds of years without VAR or anything. And Lions men were trained to do their jobs. Now, these Lions men and these people have always been making a lot of mistakes. And I was very happy when VAR was coming because I'd had it up to here. The level of refereeing in England and some other leagues in Europe were just beyond abysmal. They were terrible, absolutely terrible. And I really felt like the VAR coming in will help but it, it just hasn't helped because the rules they apply to it, the rules they set for its application, has also been abysmal as well. They've also all been ab- um, abysmal. An offside call that close. I promise you, you really can't know. And nothing is the consistency of this. Some games you see they are drawing from the arm. And the next game, you can see the arm is out, but then they're going to draw from the knee. They're go- like, what is going on? They're going to draw from the shoulder. I feel, I feel, I feel bad for Chelsea fans. I feel bad for Chelsea fans. I don't know what to say to them, but like they themselves, they will feel bad, and be, they obviously hate the decision. But sadly, it's just what we've seen in England this season. There's been consistency in that sense, not in the sense of the kind of goals they rule up. Because as I said, some sometimes they draw, they draw the lines from the knees, from the hands. Like so, they are draw, sometimes they draw their hands. From not the far they, they draw the line. Sorry, from from not the farthest part of the body which is out. Sometimes they, there's a part of the body which is out further, and they draw from like an inner part. Like I tend to wonder, what are you, what are you doing? Like I don't know what you're doing. What exactly are you doing? So, all you know, it's tough to take for Chelsea fans. I'm sure they're still like on social media and everywhere. They're still mad and crazy. But <laughs> sadly, this is just what it is in the in the Premier League and in English football as a whole. So once more, talking about City's development, now they've won the FA Cup, they've won the Premier League. Wow. Nothing more to say. Yeah, yeah, there's one more thing to say. Please subscribe. Please comment. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just put in a nice word or two. This is a top football podcast worldwide and it is completely free. So for football fans, You want to know how you can support the Tana Talk Soccer podcast? By liking, by sharing, by commenting, by rating. Yes, I really hope you do so. Have a lovely week. Bye.
0: Selling a little or a lot?